I'd like to get this recorded. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Just a bunch of white noise. <laughs> You're watching the most beautiful, wonderful holiday event of the year movie. Oh. It's got Dolly Parton, oh. RuPaul, uh-huh. and Oprah. Uh-huh. It's uh-huh. quite the special. <laughs> but as you're watching, you start to think about the plot. You start to think about what's going on, and you wonder to yourself. Have they all been demons this whole time? I have wondered And that. the plot was just an allegory for religion fading and keeping the faith? Possibly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe. That's Either way, <laughs> it's time for another episode of High Mystery! That's right. It's a podcast where we smoke weed. We talk about the mysteries of our universe. Today shall be... Oh, no different. I know. I'm Colin. I'm Robert. I'm Tristan. <laughs> We're the gang of high mystery. The murder. <laughs> what? If you fall, if you're right, you're right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We, have, we haven't we haven't established one. I'm just I'm I'm pushing heavy towards murder. Rob, <laughs> would Rob would really like our fan base to be called the murder. The murder. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Oh. Today. I brought us a joint. It's a baby. Oh, it burns for five minutes. It's a baby. We tested it, and that five is accurate. It is. Uh, this flavor, science. science. This flavor is uh, honeydew. Oh. It's infused with liquid diamonds, uh, mm-hmm. which I still would like to know. You know, what like exactly? to see a liquid diamond in the raw form and see what that really means for us. I could see it meaning like, you know, they have like the chrysalis of the THC and then when applied a little bit of heat, it then liquefies onto... It's not a snow, it's not a hail, it's a sleet. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Inside of this, we've got a THC of 38.05%. Oh, wow, what a number. Yeah. There's some THCA in there, 16.87%. Some Delta 9 THC at 23.25%. Delta 9. And as far as CBD goes, she gone. Oh, oh. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm going to spark this blunt, and then we'll roll right into our show that we like to do. Let's yeah, do that. I like to do it. Uh, I forgot to clip it. I should have clipped it earlier. And uh, we've never properly... Or never. Uh-huh. <laughs> never. We haven't... Uh, never, never! <laughs> never enough! <laughs> <laughs> That's actually pretty nice there, uh, no, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, no formal training whatsoever. Um, Living with me is formal. Right? <laughs> <Yes>. Darling. <laughs> Sleep and breathing. I had to stop lighting the blood to say that. Is that important? Um... No, uh, we, uh, uh, <laughs> sorry. This is our third episode. Music, so I'm, you know, I'm pulling the curtains down on y'all. Uh, I was gonna say in those last three episodes, we never sang while we were lighting the joint or anything like that. We did yeah. the first one. I did a little song. He did. He, oh. he did a light that bunch. Tristan, for you. Tristan lit it under the radar. I was a ninja about it. Oh yeah. yeah. I like to be. 
you know, I did a ninjutsu blunt light. That's right. <laughs> no one would ever describe it in any other way. <laughs> Today is another episode of Vroom Vroom! Oh, no. T-Bird Turner's Totally Tubular TV and Movie Theories. Terrific, tumultuous, oh. tailored, <laughs> and tactful holiday edition. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> The T car went. Uh, yeah, so today we're going to be talking about some more of my favorites. Fan theories! Oh, totally tubular TV ones. All of these are specific to a holiday movie today. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. One so movie. not TV, all movies. All, oh, no, all, all movie. Yeah, they're, they're all movies. Oh, all movies. Yes. I thought it was just one movie with many different theories. But a couple of these movies... Or TV specials. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. We're covered. We're covered, guys. Oh, okay. It's still TV oh, and movies. Don't worry. Goodness. A Our TV special. <laughs> Are we going to be talking about uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? It's on the list. Oh, my goodness. I nailed it. Along, <laughs> along with a couple other uh, Rankin and Bass. Is that the right... I think that's what That's like the claymation type of whatever. Yes, those iconic oh. claymations that were Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and a couple more that we'll talk that about. That sounds here. like a comedy duo, Rankin and Bass. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> or a circus. Yeah, sure. I would see them. I'd see Rankin and Bass twice. <laughs> Came back, did you? <laughs> <laughs> the 7 o'clock show was just so fun. Well, the 9 o'clock's even better. Strap in, kiddo. <laughs> Uh, what was I going to say? I was really pleased to find more Chris, like holiday movie theories because I kind of thought last season, surely I've hit them all. Mm -hmm. But I found a fresh crop, y'all. Nice. And uh, are, Do these all... I mean, it's given. It, but are these all uh, Christmas holiday only or is some of them Jewish Kwanzaa, maybe a possible December channels? <laughs> I don't know what Jewish Kwanzaa is. <laughs> <laughs> there are no Hanukkah uh, fan theories or Kwanzaa or December Tron or Festivus or... I don't know. There's probably you more. You need to make the Solstice. December Tron movie in order for him to do one. I do. And I, I need to leave Easter eggs for him to do theories mm -hmm. on. <laughs> no, I'm not making up these theories. I'm finding them. The internet has put them forth. No, so, no. Yeah. Oh, I, just, yeah, yeah. Just I would be putting them out there and hopefully, <laughs> hopefully somebody, someone. Yeah. Okay, got it. Somebody somewhere out there. Okay. Here we go. The first movie we're going to talk about from Rankin and Bass is The Year Without a Santa Claus. Oh, oh. what a sad year. Are y'all familiar? Uh, no, but I mean, I got to assume I it's just like a I'd day without Santa Claus, right? Uh, yes, that's kind of the idea. <laughs> I mean, it's the season without sure. Santa Claus, I mean, if you will. You know, he's gone all year round. I don't <laughs> know where he fucks off to, but then there's only one day he's really putting out work. I feel like well, it's yes. Hawaii. You always see him in a Hawaiian t-shirt when he's not. <laughs> yes, absolutely, but still the iconic beard. Yeah. He will not shave for his Hawaii trip. No, um, he's got to. It's Basically, the plot is Santa goes to his doctor. His doctor's like, you need a vacation, Santa. And Santa's like, okay, I'll take this Christmas off. But to Rob's point, the whole first part of the year or whatever wasn't enough of a vacation. <laughs> he's yeah. working year-round, okay? He's, he's checking he's the getting, list. Right yes, around. he's got to get the toys together. But he's just taking... 
Christmas off. Yeah, the most important time of the year he's deciding to take a vacation is the idea. It should be the day without Santa Claus. It's just, I mean, if I were titling movies back in the 30s, whenever this movie was made, I don't know. All right. Well, you do you. (laughs) He is gone, and two of his reindeer, or excuse me, Mrs. Claus decides to send two uh, elves to retrieve him. They go with Vixen. It's Jingle and Jangle, mm-hmm. which I thought you'd enjoy. Mm-hmm. Jingle, Jangle. Yeah. Jingle, Jangle. Lou, Lou enjoys them. They meet lots of uh, like uh, foils along the way, including the Heat Miser and the Cold Miser. Mm-hmm. Okay, I remember these guys. Yeah, and eventually they rally a bunch of children to send gifts to Santa this year. And Santa is so moved that he decides to come back and do Christmas. So that's the plot in the nutshell. But he's only doing this because on his doctor's wishes? <laughs> yes, because he's so wow. stressed out doing Christmas and stuff. And I mean, so your doctor like, told you to remove your ball and you did? Yeah, but if the, if the, <laughs> He's got you there, bro. If the town's he's really collectively got... You by got the, Leftover <laughs> testicle. If you all got together and gave me a bunch of presents, I'd still have the doctor remove the testicle. I would go against my doctor's orders. No, oh, no. The power symbolized... of friendship is going to get me to disagree with you. It would be like if we all gave you a nut. Like, <laughs> yeah. look, you're like gonna lose one. We'll just give you this one. So yeah. there you go. And then you're like, great. Now um, I don't have to lose a nut. <laughs> or maybe you'll have three nuts. I'm not really sure. <laughs> there would be so many nuts you would have like way more nuts than you needed yeah but two out of three ain't bad is what meatloaf taught us what <laughs> alright okay coming back that's the plot that's the simple plot but the theory is that the whole plot is just Santa recounting a nightmare that he had okay uh, so during the final song of the special Santa looks at the audience and says I dreamed unhappy things Breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, and it's kind of just like weird and out of place, and the delivery's odd too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the beginning song explains how Santa felt unwell and went back to sleep. Perhaps he stayed in bed the whole time, and his dream showed him what would happen if he didn't get up and do Christmas. Yeah, I buy that. Right? Okay. It's, it's a pretty solid theory. It makes a lot more sense than the doctor said no. <laughs> I mean, you know. I think we've all had performance nightmares. You know? Sure, yeah, yeah. Where you don't show up the way you want to. Right, or like, yeah, exactly. Like, I had one where I went to an audition and the audition was in a foreign language. <laughs> and I got the sides like last minute. And so it was like trying to like remember these lines in another language that <laughs> I got last minute. <laughs> mm I don't. I can't think of a specific one. Can you? Of uh, no. <laughs> of like a performance nightmare. No, the only ones I remember that helped me figure out my sexuality. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the ones I choose to remember. Claire Isabel. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's all for the year without a Santa Claus. Okay. It's just the idea that he did. Uh, one of my least favorite improv moves, which is at the end of the show, you run over to the improviser sleeping in the chair and go, wake up, wake up, wake up, Steve. Yeah. You dream the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. It's basically the, uh, the, what's it called? Wizard of Oz. 
Sure, yeah. Yeah. At you with that. At you with that. And Although, you were there too. When I did fall down an escape trunk, I was knocked unconscious for, I don't know, several minutes. An escape and, trunk? Yeah, it was <coughs> in the military you have an escape trunk from the lower decks. Is that where decks. you were playing the game in the tag game or something and you fell down a it hole? It wasn't, yeah, I, didn't, <laughs> I fell down a hole, but I, it wasn't really a tag game. You know, the specifics of how I fell down are not important. When I fell down, I was knocked unconscious for several minutes and I dreamed that I was in a like Mario NES game. Nice. And wow. And when I woke up, I li- I literally said I had the strangest dream and you were there and you were there. <laughs> I was pointing at the people yes. and they literally were in my dream. It was so crazy. Yeah. And so like I feel like that is a very common thing if you're having I don't know maybe like a fever dream. Maybe Santa was sick and he was like suffering a fever dream in that night thinking, oh man, what if I can't make it for Christmas? And I really want you to make the graphic for this episode, you in pigtails and a blue plaid dress <laughs> pointing at me and Tristan standing next to your bed. <laughs> little dress Frank you is little there. Toto. Yeah. You were there. You were there. I've, got, I've got dog safe dye. I can uh, dye Frank black. Nice. <laughs> it looks look pretty like scruffy a like a little Toto. Yeah. Oh, you're a little Toto, aren't you? And then you? Lou could be like uh, one of the monkeys with wings. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next one is still in the world of Rankin Bass. Uh, okay. This involves two movies. Mm-hmm. So obviously, we just talked about the year without a Santa Claus. What uh, a year it was. Huh? What a year it was. In what a year it was. <laughs> and uh, that. Wait, what am I saying? I lost my train of thought. Two, two movies. movies, Rankin Bass. Must be time to smoke another joint so yeah. I can Lighting that joint. Lighting that joint. Today we are lighting. We're lighting that joint. This one is not the same as the joint we smoked before. This is an horchata. It's a hybrid. Horchata. It also says it's infused with liquid diamonds. Oh, can't it get enough. Frankly, tastes amazing. THC of thirty-five point eight three percent. THCA sixteen point five seven. Oh, good percent. Delta nine THC twenty-one point two nine. As for the CBD. Point zero three percent. She done showed up. Oh, she just did a little peekaboo. She's barely there. <laughs> she didn't get out of the car. But she, she cracked the door she open. She leaned out the window and said, "Hey, y'all!" She honked as she passed. She honked as she passed. She did just enough to say she was there. Hey, good on her. So yeah, not much sympathy going on in that one. I I love me a horchata. Yeah. Horchata is definitely like it's underrated for sure. Uh, I can't remember the name of this other movie that we're talking about. Uh, Lance Bass. What? <laughs> Rankin Bass. That's the one. <laughs> uh, it's I think it's like the first Christmas or like the first year with Santa Claus or the. It's the Santa Claus origin story. Oh my right? god! Yeah, I remember that one. But I don't remember what it's called. Santa Claus. There's the year called. without a Santa, and then there's Santa Claus comes to town, or something like that. 
I don't know. Anyway, I remember that like down. he's why he starts giving them toys because they're like the. Toy Meisner or whatever doesn't let them have toys. Why is it always a, a, a Meisner? Meisner? Because <laughs> Meisner means like you're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for all you people that like to take quotes from things. <laughs> I mean, Meisner usually means that you're like a penny pincher, right? Yeah. So yeah, you're not generous. You're not. Uh, so you're not. You're the Scrooge. heat Meisner is not generous with his heat. Like he controls heat, and he's like. You know what? You ain't getting no heat. I'm keeping it all for myself. And the cold miser is the same thing. They're like, you know what? You ain't getting no cold. I'm keeping it all for myself. Yeah, basically. I I mean, I've never I mean, seen but it's this more like, year without a Santa. But it's more like, I'm the heat miser. I really like Arizona. That's why I blast it with heat constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for the cold miser, he's more like, yeah, take all that snow. Mm-hmm. You know? You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but the toy Meisner is opposite. He's not like, here's a bunch of toys. Yeah, yeah. the person you're thinking of is Burgermeister Meister Burger. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> He's the mayor of, uh, I think it's called Sombertown in the movie. It's been a long really time since Sombertown, like. Sombertown is the name of the city. Is it like a sleepy town? Is that where it was? Somber usually means sad. Oh, that that kind of. And it is a depressing town for sure. Yeah, the kids aren't allowed to play with toys. Uh, eventually, our main character <laughs> sneaks away and reunites the like elf clan of toy makers, and then eventually starts to become more and more of the Kris Kringle that we know and love. Mm. But he's actually a ginger. Burgermeister at Meister Burger. Wait, Burgermeister Meister Burger. And the heat miser are the same person. Okay. Wow. So he just gets so mad he just burns up. Exactly. He bursts into flames, or Mother Nature sees the anger that's already in him and thinks he'll be a perfect miser. Yeah. Who's to say? But the evidence is both have round faces, downturned mouths, round noses, close set <laughs> eyes, fiery personalities. And similar voices had nothing to do with the fact that they had these dolls that they were using already. <laughs> Not at all. No, no, no. It this wasn't is... cost effective to just reuse the Tristan, same. Tristan, don't be ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we use that guy who's a pretty good voice actor. We could just bring him back. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense in that respect, Tristan, in the sense that they got a character named. Burgermeister Meisterburger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I've given up great, on names. <laughs> I love that character name. <laughs> you know, just name him Burgermeister Meisterburger. Yeah, that that'll be fine. We got a hit on our hands. <laughs> we never see Burgermeister die. It's just assumed he dies as a normal man would. Well, how would a normal why man assuming? die? Yeah, why would Old age. Okay. Too much pot roast. I don't know. <laughs> couldn't poop oh, plenty no. of reasons kidney failure <laughs> oh Jesus because we have no backstory on heat miser or cold miser it's possible mother nature drew on early notable characters who's to say mm-hmm. but I mean since that also led to the for- formation of Santa Claus you know why not grab up a few more people in that early legend mm-hmm. that's it for that one 
So yeah, we're gonna have to watch those. Oh, we're obviously watching all the Rankin and Bass this season. Yeah, with these theories coming out, I it'd be irresponsible not to watch. We're definitely not irresponsible. I was uh, (laughs) I was not the kid that grew up on these clay stop motion. Oh really? Christmas romps. Oh man, they were uh, they were my jam for sure. Did not see them until you showed me. (laughs) Well. I'm injecting a little Christmas spirit yeah. into you late in life. That's a Christmas miracle. Last one up on the Rankin and Bass list is coming to us from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Mm-hmm. I told you it'd be in there, and I'm not a liar, uh, goddammit. And this is the one you did already where he's like a bastard child or something like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Maybe I did do this. <laughs> <laughs> he I said didn't. he looked... I thought I hadn't done this one before. No, you might have done a um, Patreon. Mm. Well, the idea is that Hermie is no elf. Mm. Have I told you about this before? Okay, no, have you seen this? Have you heard about I this? I have not. This is new. In Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, we meet Hermie, the elf who wants to be a dentist. He goes across the land with Rudolph. They both find themselves. The eagle-eyed viewer will notice... That Hermie does not have the features characteristic of an elf. His ears are rounded where they should be pointed. His nose is very small by comparison. And his hair curls up at the end in the same way as... Santa's mustache. Oh, snap. The theory states that Hermie is actually the Claus's rebellious son. You might have done this one. I might have. Whatever. Yeah, I don't. It's still fun. I think he. I think you did it for Patreon. So this is, you know, it's this is a little teaser. All right. This. Hey, we have a Patreon. If you haven't uh, already subscribed, if you're (laughs) not on the know. And if you have listened to every single one of these episodes and perhaps have a clearer memory of them than I do, Mm -hmm. let me know if I did this one before. (laughs) Uh, I I could be high. I yeah, am. You are. Uh, <laughs> I don't recall this one. I thought okay. it was about like the Rudolph being. Yes, we did talk about Rudolph definitely being the whole like song. And yes, the, we talked about Rudolph's parentage being in question. Right. Yes. Yes. So that's where I thought you were going. Not this. Uh, okay, so I'm pretty <laughs> sure this is a new one then. Sure. Uh, we've definitely talked about Rudolph stuff before, but. Never focused on Hermie, I don't think. Yeah, as far as I know. Okay. So, further evidence. Santa is unusually grumpy in this uh, particular story that we see. Uh, Perhaps it's because his son isn't taking to the family business like he hoped. Mm. Uh, It would explain the head elf being so extra with him. Like, the head elf's a huge dick to Hermie. Mm -hmm. Uh... It would also explain Mrs. Claus calling Santa Papa, which she does throughout the film, which is odd unless you have You're kids. Right. I mean, uh, she just calls him Zaddy, you know. That <laughs> might be the case. Hey, Papa. Oh, drill me, Papa. Didn't uh, uh, Ronald Reagan refer to his wife as Ma or something like that? That may be the case. I, I mean, that's... I've definitely seen like it depicted in films and TV where it's like, Come on down now, mother. We're having yeah. dinner. And yes, it's very strange, but people do it. It also would be a nice reflection of Rudolph's story of like figuring out his place in the world and being the rebellious child. 
So that's it for the ones that are in the realm of Rankin and Bass. Rankin and Bass. Hope you ranked it in. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The next theory is that Christmas Vacation National Lampoons has a sad subplot. I know. Well... All those movies have right? a lot of Chevy Chase is in a world he does not want to live in. The theory states that Cousin Eddie is a Vietnam War veteran, and this helps explain a lot of his behavior. Well, yeah, it's talked about his metal plate in his head. Yep. Eddie is the only one to stand and put his hand over his heart for the pledge. Mm. And when it becomes the national anthem, he salutes... This is the correct response for active duty personnel. He also says, just as Rob mentioned, he doesn't want to sled with the Griswolds because there's nothing between the ground and my brains but a piece of government plastic. Mm -hmm. Presumably that plastic would have been provided by the VA after complications with the metal plate in his head, presumably from an injury suffered in Vietnam. So it kind of makes Eddie a more uh, sympathetic character. Yes, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. And like, oh man, this guy should, you know, maybe they should be a little more tolerable of his quirks mm-hmm. and his stuff. But then again, he also does show up uh, well before Christmas and says he's staying for a month after. So that's a lot. <laughs> House guests for a month and a week, but... <clears throat> Yeah, I think in, uh, I want to say in Vegas Vacation, he's, isn't he state, like, isn't his RV or his camp or whatever on, like, some military test site uh, desert area or something like that? That sounds right. He's definitely out in the desert. Yeah. I definitely remember them digging mm-hmm. up, like, all of his uh, stores of cash yeah, in yeah. that movie. I, I, I want to say that it's, like... On the edge of Area 51. Yeah, exactly, or something like that, where it's like, he he got there because you shouldn't be living here, but if you want to live there, then it's going to be dirt cheap type of thing. Yeah, it's like, yeah, they tested nuclear bombs out here. (laughs) I can't remember. It's been a while since I've seen it. Don't drink the water. You can live here. (laughs) Uh, The next one on the list is the idea (laughs) that most of Home Alone didn't happen. Wow. Uh,. I gotta process this because <laughs> it's just like kids have a wild imagination. That's basically the root of the uh, explanation for this one. So it's established early on in the film that Kevin has an uh, overactive, bordering on hallucinatory imagination. Wow. Sequences with his terrifying neighbor, the boiler in his basement. Even the way he imagined his family speaking to him during the I made my family disappear scene. They're all super exaggerated and seem almost surreal and supernatural. And we see the reality of one of these as well that's so overblown by his imagination. Well, so when they are, when he's like, look what you did, you little uh, freak was no jerk. jerk yeah that's it yeah. what you did you little jerk like are we to believe that he didn't really say that and that's just what how he interpreted it or we is see that... two versions of this scene what actually happens and then when he wakes up in the morning and remembers the scene and it's much more dramatic and overblown when he's remembering it than when we actually see it 
Okay, I need yeah. to, we need to rewatch that. We will. Okay. <laughs> we'll revisit all the movies I've got oh, theories geez, on. I feel At like I know these movies so well too, and I'm like, I don't. I I feel like I remember it, but not vividly enough to be like. Yeah. yeah. It could be either one that we just said. I'm pretty sure it is him remembering it being overblown based on what I read today, but it could also be just that the scene is not like nobody's uncle calls their nine year old a little jerk. Yeah. So, it's not totally clear. I mean, I don't know. I had an uncle who would give me, like, uh, wet willies and rooster tails and rhino bites. Like, a rhino bites where you, like, get pinched and twisted. Mm. A rooster tails where they grab the back of your hair and pull it up so hard that it, like, sticks up like a rooster tail. Oh, man. That's... that's yeah, he was a dick, sorry. dude. <laughs> I definitely had uh, an uncle who used to do ball taps. Yeah, it's like a greeting. Yeah, not cool, man. For sure, all of that sucks. So but like, it's not unrealistic that, that is an uncle would be like, "Yeah, you jerk" or whatever you call That's it. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, it goes on to further point out the idea that just like the scene with the pizza boy, he had come to the house the last night and gotten a decent tip. So maybe after he realized he wasn't getting a tip, he just accepted it and moved on. Certainly, like, easier to believe than Kevin's perfect at rewinding. The remote <laughs> catches it every single time. All of us have worked VHSs oh, from yeah. the 80s. You had to click that button a lot. Yeah. Remote technology was not the same as it is today. Yeah. yeah. There weren't there weren't chapters that you just zip to or whatever. Yeah, let alone nailing it on... Even now, if I try to click back on Netflix and, you know, set up someone to say a line to someone outside. That would be so hard. Yeah. Uh, maybe Kevin did indeed shoplift a toothbrush, but the physics-defying chase that follows is in his head. He slid the entire length of the lake, <laughs> yeah. of the pond, or whatever. Yes. <laughs> the entire, like, he wasn't moving that fast. And even when we see it, like, it leaves the same kind of feel of the shooting that's happening before, you know? As he's sliding across the lake, it's much more like, whoa! <laughs> and the movie doesn't have that tone throughout yeah. it, you know? So, I don't know. <laughs> it's certainly less likely that the Rube Goldberg machines of death that somehow miraculously don't kill the wet bandits is that Kevin is actually just hiding under the bed, imagining that that's how he defended the house. The biggest evidence is the final cookie cutter scene of the film, or excuse me, the milk and cookie scene of the film, in which the house shows absolutely no signs of the wild antics of the film. The place is immaculate to a T. So, yeah, no paint cans hanging on strings or there's no feathers anywhere and he like tarred and feathered them there's no blood from taking a nail through the bottom of a foot you know Uh, the house would be a mess Yeah. and like the time between them arresting the wet bandits and his mom coming through the door is like two or three minutes yeah. yeah, and she didn't slip on that fucking uh, walkway up the stairs because <laughs> of that frozen ice. Right. Like, she didn't uh, burn her hand when she opened the front door. <laughs> or the police sure. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That would be an interesting movie if a kid tried to do the Home Alone thing, and then he accidentally, like, sprung it on police. <laughs> and then it turned, like, into a manhunt yeah. for the kid who was just trying to be safe home alone. And what's crazy is I feel like with law these days, like, 
if you set up a trap like that and someone broke into your house and a paint can came hit the guy in the face sent him down the stairs and he broke his neck he would sue the fuck out of you and he would win mm-hmm. that's the crazy part like <laughs> depends on the lawyer right no mm-hmm. like it just there have been cases like that where people yeah. have broken into houses, fallen on like a knife or something, and then sued that person who they were breaking their into their heads. Fucking crazy, man. <laughs> For sure. Good lawyer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last one on the list comes to us from Die Hard. Oh, I wonder why it's on this list. It's not really a Christmas movie. How dare you, <laughs> sir? How dare you? <laughs> Released in the summer. I don't Christmas know party that. happening. <laughs> the beginning of the movie. Several Christmas songs in the score. Anyway, talking about Die Hard, because it's clearly a Christmas movie. Hans Gruber planned to operate like the Joker. Mm. He, yes. He intended to kill his crew all the way down oh. until he was the last man standing. Hans never meant for his crew to escape the roof explosion. The helicopter was always too small to carry his team out. Mm-hmm. It's that whole mm. Willy Wonka thing where, like, the vehicle can only carry so many people, so it was always pre-planned. Very similar, yeah. Hans has no love for any of these dudes. He's the ultimate villain in this movie. Uh, when McLean takes the detonators, Hans freaks out knowing that if he can't blow the roof quickly, he'll have to explain to the crew why there aren't enough seats on the getaway vehicle, <laughs> especially if he can't blow the roof and cover his exit. Oh, gosh, this is real awkward, guys. <laughs> uh, uh, I thought I thought two helicopters were coming, honestly. I don't know what that holdup is on the other one, so. but I swear it's coming it, soon. Yeah, it I'm going to get on here. this one. Just wait. Right here. Yeah, we'll send another one back. Any second. We'll yeah. do multiple trips. We're going to taxi this <laughs> Hang tight, guys. Hang tight. The computer hacker was essential to driving the helicopter. Yes. But an entire dead team would have made the FBI assume that both the hacker and Hans were dead as well. Hans could then kill the hacker and keep 100% of the profit. Just like the Joker did at the beginning of The Dark Knight. An amazing sequence that I love. And that's why I wanted to strike the comparison. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a solid solid, uh, method of operation. We never, we don't see him killing any of his men. No. He just, it just so happened to be that like... Oh, man, this is a happy accident right here. Exactly. Like, oh, no, this guy's killing you. Like, that probably was supposed to happen if the cops entered the building or, you know, like, he just knew that this crew isn't getting out, at least not 100% of us. Yeah. Well, almost all of them. Exactly. He had to get down to at least him and the one guy. Yeah. Yeah. And so when he's when McLean has those detonators and the rest of his crew is trying to get McLean for the detonators, they're actively working toward their own demise. Uh, yeah. Like I said, it's definitely a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> those are Christmas yes. movie themes. Remember Santa Claus. <laughs> actively working toward your own demise. <laughs> he says ho, ho, ho at one point. <laughs> wow, that's 
you know, he's got to. Yeah. It's like Elvis showing up. He's got to say, oh. <laughs> he's got to agree with ever whatever oh. you're saying. <laughs> how, does, how would Elvis disagree? Oh, oh. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> but yeah, that's all the uh, film and TV theories that we've got for this holiday episode. Uh, yeah, and they all seemed pretty substantial. Like, uh, if not. Like, I almost, like, definitely the first one, I feel like, yeah, that was the intention. I feel like that of, was the intention. Yeah, it was his nightmare. Yeah. Santa's scary dream of yeah. not coming to Christmas. Because as we know, Santa has gone every time. Right. He's, he's loyal. He's money. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> yeah, and I think that uh, dentist kid is probably Santa's offspring. Yeah. Makes sense. You'd put him in the same elf training and all that kind of stuff as any of the other kids and you probably wouldn't hey this is my son you know so treat him special no you just happy 420 yeah so that's (laughs) happy 420 everybody make a wish more blunts yay (laughs) (laughs) it came true (laughs) they're right here uh yeah uh it makes sense that Santa would impress upon his kid just like so many fathers have in the past yeah, dentist. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of candy happening up there, so I feel like sure. it's probably a lucrative. He has position. to eat something like 80 million cookies every right? year. If we learned so. anything from the movie Elf, they love scissor and yeah. uh, candy canes <laughs> and candy corn and. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's a lucrative job, yeah. and and you know who knows? Maybe after he practices dentistry for a while, he'll want to step out of the role of Klaus. Gotta let him spread his wings, Santa. Gotta let him try, you know. Maybe, you know, maybe it's an elf who takes over instead. And that would be okay, Santa. It's time to think outside the box. (laughs) The queen died. Yeah. (laughs) Things are are, are changing. It's different times. (laughs) Different times. How about you stop judging everybody, naughty or nice, you know? (laughs) How about you just give presents to people? Yeah, people have nuance, Santa. Yeah. Not so black and white. And then the plot of the film seems to turn around completely. Okay. And you and your friends are in the movie. Your little Rankin and Bass... uh, uh, Figure people? Claymation. Claymation people. And the movie turns out that it was just an allegory for family and coming together. Which, no matter what you celebrate, is kind of really what the holidays is all about. Yeah, and you know... Because it's cold and you get bundled together and you can't go out as much, so you gotta like take comfort in each other. So when you realize that you've been in this made-for-TV movie about family togetherness and the holidays and stuff, yeah, do you realize that you had no free will during that entire? Rob, Rob, (laughs) wake up, Rob, Rob! You dreamed the whole thing. Oh God! You dreamed this whole episode. Oh God! I I took it too literal. Thanks so much, and happy holidays. And you were there. Happy holidays.